بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الوهم وأكرمني من نور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن أولمك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين We've been discussing the concept of Hamlul Qur'an, carrying the Qur'an. Referring to the verse about the people who were carried or who were loaded with the Torah and they didn't carry. Surah Jum'ah, verse 5. مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ حُمِّلُوا التَّوْرَاةَ ثُمَّ لَمْ يَحْمِلُوهَا كَمَثَلِ الْحِمَارِ يَحْمِلُوا أَسْفَارَةَ We said that when it comes to animals or non-living beings to load them and ask them to carry it's very obvious if you put something for example on a horse on a camel, and the camel takes it from one place to another place, it's a, car the, you know, you can say it carried. When it comes to human beings, to carry is not just a matter of physically carrying. So if someone carries the Quran physically, this is not enough. If you carry a very good book on akhlaq, this doesn't mean that your akhlaq has become better. Yeah? If you carry Quran, it doesn't mean that you have benefited from the light of the Quran. It's just physical care. Even if you believe in the Quran in the sense of you are a Muslim who believes that this is revelation from God, but still, you don't take it by your heart. This is not carrying. Because the people that Quran is talking about them, they were believers. They were not atheists who carried the Torah. They were believers in Torah who carried the Torah, but still Quran says they didn't carry it. So you can be a Muslim who carries the Quran physically or even believes in the Quran on a superficial level and still you have not carried the Quran. <coughs> to carry the Quran is very high position. Let me mention for you some hadith to see how important it is to be carrier of the Quran and then inshallah I will try to explain what does it mean. Imam Sadiq alayhi salam said qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi hamalatu alquran hamalatu alquran urafa'u ahli aljannah the carrier of the quran are urafa'u ahli aljannah urafa doesn't here mean mystics urafa here means like representatives 
means these are the people who are somehow representatives or like supervisors, you know, with respect to the people of heaven. So it means that they have some kind of high status and even people of the heaven look at them with very great respect. You know, like senior members. You know, in every class, maybe you have a few students who are the best and they somehow represent. Whenever there is a need for discussion, for consultation, you ask these people. Everyone looks at them with respect, okay? Who are these people? These are the people who study hard and they do what? Mubaz. <laughs> okay. So, Hamalatul Quran Urafa'u Ahlil Jannah. Those who are in heaven, among them, if you want to have a select who represent them, who are somehow like senior inhabitants of heaven, these are Hamalatul Quran. Then we have another hadith from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Which says, إِنَّ مِنْ تَعْظِيمِ جَلَالِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَالِ كَرَامَةَ الزَّشَّيْبِ وَحَامِلِ الْقُرْآنِ وَالْإِمَامِ الْعَادِلِ إِنَّ مِنْ تَعْظِيمِ جَلَالِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَالِ كَرَامَةَ الزَّشَّيْبِ وَحَامِلِ الْقُرْآنِ وَالْإِمَامِ الْعَادِلِ Truly, one of the... <coughs> or some of the ways that you can honor the glory of God, you can respect, you can honor the glory of God, is these three ways. Maybe there are other ways. Ennamin, mean, this is some of. Okay, some of the ways that you can respect and honor the dignity, the glory of Allah, are these three. One is karamata zashayb. If there is a person who is old, like for example, a person whose beard, whose hair has become white, okay, and you respect him, this is respecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, okay, because a mu'min who has spent his life or her life with iman, with taqwa, has great value. Okay? Just the fact that this person has been mu'min for many years is adding to the value. It means that there is a stability, there is continuity, and there is close connection. So one is to honor and respect a person whose hair has become white. Especially, shape is used for the hair of the forehead wahamilu alquran and those who carry the quran if you respect them this is respecting allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and honoring jalal the glory of allah wal imam al adil 
if there is a just leader and you respect him, you have respected Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A just leader is very important. There is also a very famous hadith that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ashrafu ummati hamalatul Qur'an wa ashabul layl The honorable members of my nation are those who are carriers of the Qur'an and those who do tahajjud. Ashabul Layl. They are people of night. Okay? These are honorable people. In another hadith, and Jabir and Abi Ja'far alayhi salam, Qal Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alih, Ya ma'ashira qurra'il Qur'an. O reciters of the Qur'an, اتَّقُوا azza wa jal fi ma hammalakum min kitabih. Observe the taqwa, fear God, with respect to what he has loaded, what he has asked you to carry with respect to his book. So, so you should have taqwa of Allah with respect to what he has asked you to carry, what he has loaded you. فَإِنِّي مَسْؤُولٌ وَإِنَّكُمْ مَسْؤُولُونَ Rasulullah said, I am questioned. I have to be answerable. I am responsible. You are also going to be questioned. You have to answer. Inni mas'oolun an tabligh al Allah will ask me about delivering the message. He's going to question me. Have I done my job properly or not? Wa amma antum. فَتُسْأَلُونَ عَمَّا حُمِّلْتُمْ مِنْ كِتَابِ اللَّهِ وَسُنَّتِي But you will be asked about what you have been loaded, what you have been asked to carry from the book of God and my sunnah. So, you see the concept of Haml is very important. And it's not just physically carrying the Quran or just you know believing in the Quran. In my understanding, we can define Hamlul Quran in this way. Some people when they are given the gift of the Qur'an, they only carry it physically. They believe in it 
but they don't try to understand it. They don't try to get the knowledge from it. Okay? If you ask them, what does Quran say about this subject or that subject? Have you reflected on the Quran? No. We just believe in the Quran. We kiss the Quran. We put Quran in our pocket. That's it. This is not acceptable. This is then there is a second group which are higher but still they are not carriers of the Quran these are the people that in addition to believing in the book and respecting the book carrying the book kissing the book whatever they also try to understand they make their mind busy with the Quran they try to understand Quranic sciences. They try to understand tafsir, Arabic. Okay? So they really want to learn the Quran. But unfortunately, these are the people that they don't follow the Quran still. So they have learned some of the Quranic teachings. Their mind is full of verses of the Quran or you know Quranic ideas okay maybe they are hufas maybe they are very good reciters maybe they are good mufassir but still they are not hamalatul Quran hamalatul Quran are the people that have taken the Quran and carried the Quran with their body mind and heart they are completely at the service of the Quran. They have taken the Quran on board, not only in mind, in heart. If you are a person who just takes the torch with him, it's not enough. If you switch on the torch and you have light of the torch and, you know, show people this light, this is not also enough. Hamalatul Quran are the people that have been acting according to the Quran and now the light of Quran is coming from them, from their tongue, from their actions, from their behavior. Quran is reflected. This is Hamalatul Quran. So your eye carries the Quran, your tongue, your hand, your ear. Okay? It means that Quran has penetrated into all aspects of your being, whether it is body or the soul. So this is the level of carrying the Quran which we need to have. Okay, so I was thinking that maybe we can put it in this way. One is to believe in the Quran and not na'uzu billah throw the Quran. Because you know, Quran talks about some people that nabadhul kitab vara'a zuhurihim. There were some people who threw the book behind them. You know, like for example, you are moving 
and then there are some obstacles in front of you. You take it and throw it. Some people, na'uzubillah, they do this with the book of God. Because the book of God is stopping them. So it's like a barrier. They take the book and throw it behind. This is definitely not carrying the Quran. Carrying the Quran is when you are faced with the Quran, with the Torah, with the gospel, all these uh, divine books. So I'm not talking about just Muslims. All the believers in the course of history, when they were given a message by God, they were supposed not to throw it, but rather to hold it. So one is to hold, okay, and not to throw away. Then to protect. There are two ways to hold something, okay? Sometimes I hold something in my hand to protect me. Okay, so I have, you know, debate with someone, maybe with my wife, with my friend, with my colleague. So I hold the Quran. So in our discussion, I bring the Quran in, but then just to protect myself. But the one who is carrier of the Quran should be like Hamalatul Arsh. The carriers of Arsh, what do they do? They are guardians. They are protecting Arsh. Not that they are asking the ash to serve them. Okay? Those who carry the throne of the king, what do they do? It's not that they hold it so that the rain or uh, sun doesn't shine on them. <laughs> it's not a matter of them being protected by that. They want to give their life so that the throne doesn't collapse. Okay? So, Hamalatul Quran, they don't throw the Quran behind. They hold it and they protect it. They try to protect it, to be at the service of the Quran. And then the third thing is when you have something as valuable as Quran to carry, when you have something as valuable as throne of the king to carry, for example, or throne of God to carry, then you should not carry something else. For example, in, with your one hand, you carry the arch of the king. With the other, you have a watermelon. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Or, for example, you have... Quran, and then you have some books written by some human beings or philosophers. Put them next to you, or some poets. This is again not carrying the Quran. Okay? So you have to hold the Quran and serve the Quran and be 100% at the service of the Quran, dedicated to the Quran. You cannot carry two things in this sense. Okay? If you are Hamalatul Arsh, you only carry Arsh. If you are Hamalatul Quran, it means that you dedicate your life to the Quran. Nothing else comes next to the Quran. Okay? Yes, I need to learn something to understand the Quran. That's another issue. But my life is not dedicated to anything other than the Quran. I am a 
servant of Allah and his word. Okay? So, in my understanding, Hamalatul Quran has all these different aspects. Not to throw the Quran, Billah, behind. Nabadul Kitaba Vara Not to leave the Quran unpracticed or not follow, not to protect it, and also not to put anything next to the Quran. So Hamalatul Quran, like Hamalatul Arsh, they have only one concern. They have only one job, and that is Hamalatul Quran, like Hamalatul Arsh. Hamalatul Arsh is not that, for example, from nine to five they carry Arsh, then after five they do their, go and have their own business. Yeah, it's full-time job. Hamalatul Quran is full-time job. It doesn't mean you are teaching all the time. It means that you are always at the service of the Quran. Okay? So this is my understanding of concept of Hamlul Quran. And of course, if this is the meaning, then you can understand why it is so important. That Ashrafu Ummati, these are the honorable people in my Ummah, these are Urafa'u Ahlul Jannah. Okay? So this is the second thing. The third thing which is related to this, but you find this concept uh, mentioned and you can maybe bring it under the concept of Haml or separately, is what we have in our Hadith as showing respect to the Quran. Considering hurma for Quran. Hurma means to have respect. Tawqir, to respect Quran. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. This hadith is uh, very important and shocking. This hadith is shocking. Anyone who has a heart problem, <laughs> I am warning. Okay. Man waqqara al-Qur'an faqad waqqara Allah. Everyone, whoever honors and respects the Qur'an has respected Allah. Do you want to do something for Allah? Do you want to respect Allah? Respect Qur'an. Do something for the Qur'an. Show your service to the Qur'an. Okay? Man waqqara al-Qur'an faqad waqqara Allah. You know, Allah has no children so that by doing something for the children of God, you please Him. Okay? So, you should either do good to people who are creatures of God or do something for the Qur'an which is word of God. And word of God is more important than children. Of course, it's not that you do either this or that, but I'm saying just as a level. So, whoever respects the Quran and honors the Quran has respected and honored Allah. If someone doesn't 
respect the Quran has underestimated the respect of Allah. فَقَدْ اسْتَخَفَّ بِحُرْمَةِ اللَّهِ You know, if you have been, for example, writing books, imagine you have a book of some writer, and the writer of the book comes to your home and sees that the book <coughs> is dusted and is put on the floor. That author of the book will be very sad, you know, his heart will be broken. You know, I have put my knowledge and experience and life in this book and see what they do with my book. Yeah? You cannot say I have paid for it so I do whatever I want. Yeah. You paid for it, it's another <laughs> issue. This is his book. Even if you have paid for it, it's his book. Okay? And if you want to show respect to the author, you have to show respect to the book. Okay? So if someone doesn't show respect to the book, it means that he has no respect for the author. He shouldn't, you know, deceive himself. Say, no, I love you. You are a great scholar. I just don't love your book. It doesn't make sense. So, man lam Quran, he has underestimated the respect of Allah. Then this part is shocking. Hormatul Quran Allah. Hormatul Quran Allah means the amount of respect that Allah has for the Quran. How much Allah respects the Quran? If you ask people whom you respect the most, okay? Everyone respects other human beings, of course. We respect all human beings. We respect our, I don't know, friends. We respect the people who are older than us, yeah? But if you have a father, then your respect for your father is more than ordinary people. Okay? Your respect for your father is very high. Your respect for mother is very high. Hadith is saying that the respect that Allah has for the Quran is like the respect that a child has for his father or his parent. Allah has no father or mother. But just for us to understand, using some of the relations that we understand, okay, among us, one of the greatest examples of respect is our respect for our father. If we are of course, following the Islamic model of life, not na'uzubillah, uh, we don't show respect to our parents. Islamically, with your father, your mother, you have to be very respectful, even if they have been wronging you, they've been unjust to you, okay? You have to be very respectful. 
So, the hadith says the honor that Allah has for the Quran is like the honor of a child for his father. This is very shocking. Very shocking. It's not even like child. It's not like brother. It's like father. Hurmatul Quran ala Allah kahurmatul walid ala al-walad. So, one of the things that we have to do is to have high respect or highest respect for the Qur'an. We should give Qur'an the priority. We should treat the Qur'an with maximum love and respect. Okay? It must be so much so that if your child wants something from you, he can say, because of Qur'an, please give me. Then you will give. Because he says, how much you love Qur'an. Okay? This is the respect that we should have for the Qur'an. Anything related to the Qur'an, any service related to the Qur'an, any activities related to the Qur'an, we have to give it priority. Okay? So if in our community, the priority is to teaching Qur'an, to learning Qur'an, to acting upon the Qur'an, honoring teachers of the Qur'an, honoring reciters, anything that gives the Qur'an a prime position in our community, this is good. If Qur'an becomes marginal or na'uzubillah forgotten, that's the problem. So now we have this hadith with respect to the people that have not respected Quran enough. Imam Sadiq salam says, Thalathatun yashkuna illallah azza wa jal. There are three things that complain. They are complaining about bad behavior of people. They bring their complaint to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Masjidun kharab. One is a masjid which is kharab. What does it mean kharab? Pardon? Ah. Literally means like destroyed or for example in out of order. But According to Quran itself, actually a masjid is kharab, not when the roof is leaking or, for example, I don't know, the paints are, you know, all damaged. No. A masjid is kharab when people don't say prayer in the masjid. The only people who can build and develop masjid are not developers or painters, or builders, are those who are mu'min and say their prayer. You know? What can make a hospital a hospital is when you have doctors and nurses. Otherwise, if you have the very, I don't know, large hospital with all the equipments, but no treatment is offered, what's the point? 
if you have very large and very luxurious masjid, but there are not munin inside the masjid, this masjid is kharab. This masjid is in, not in order, and it's going to complain. Of course, when mu'minin go to masjid, they make sure that masjid is clean, masjid is tidy, masjid is nice order, because it's a house of Allah. How much we want to have our own house clean? We should have more concern for the house of Allah. Unfortunately, sometimes we leave house of Allah to Allah himself. Say, <laughs> so we are responsible for our own house, <laughs> you have to take care of it. No, you have to make sure that you do your best. So, masjidun kharabun la yusalli fihi ahluh. The people of that masjid, the people who are around, they don't say their salat there. So, this masjid on the day of judgment will complain. Wa'alimun bayna juhal. There is alim surrounded by ignorant people. These ignorant people, they don't learn from alim. They say, Alhamdulillah, we have very good alim. Whenever we want, we can ask him for istikhara or we can kiss his hand. This is not the function of alim. Of course, it's good to ask for istikhara, or, but this is very little. Alim is the one that you learn from him and you act upon his advice. So one of the things that make an alim suffer is when people don't appreciate. Yeah? His time is wasted. His time is not used. Or there is a Quran which people have been putting somewhere hanging. There is dust on it, no one is reading, no one has interest, no one wants to learn, no one wants to benefit from the guidance of this. This is going to complain. So, Quran has to be treated with very high respect, and this respect has different aspects. One is, you want to learn. One is you want to teach. One is you want to follow. Okay? So you want to do everything that you can do for this book to be known and recognized and respected by everyone. So that everyone can benefit from this. Inshallah, we will continue this discussion. And I will, inshallah, mention some other things that we should do with respect to the Quran so that we can benefit from the Quran. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين.